Hello and welcome to Grade 7's Talks to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, Bretton McMillan, and I'm a student at College Park School in Lodminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just wanted to share a little bit about who we are and what we will be doing in our podcasts. We are a class of 25 grade seven students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experimental learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this? By directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside school. Uh, for our podcast, students will be co- contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job, or what would traditionally be considered a hobby or interest. So without further t- delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on being radio broadcasting, Jeff Muller from, Jeff Muller from the Morning Hot Tub with Muller, Rush, Jenny, and Brady radio show. Welcome. Let's start, by getting, let's start by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself. Uh, okay, well, first of all, yeah. hi, guys. And uh, you show up to your hand there, everybody behind you. How many people listen to our radio show? Put up your hand. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you very much for doing that. So I'm listening to the radio uh, for about 30-some uh, years. And I've been doing the morning show almost 22 years here. Uh, in Ottawa, and this uh, show broadcasts across the country that you guys get to hear, so that's pretty cool. So I started in radio, uh, well, I wanted to do radio when I was like five years old. I would walk around the house and interview furniture with my wooden spoon, just then I was on the radio. And so I knew I always wanted to do that, and then after high school, I went to, uh, I was on from college, took two years of radio, got my first job while I was going to Algonquin College. I did overnights, I did weekends, I cleaned the station van, I did anything that they would let me do, let me do at the station to get my foot in the door and meet people and just make a name for myself. And then from there, I went to another radio station, started working evenings and overnights on the radio doing a show, and that's where I met Rush. And Rush and I debuted as a morning show on, uh, well, pretty much, uh, I think it was... So 2000, the year 2000, I was about yeah, February 2000, and we've been doing the show with Jenny for the last about 15 years, and then Brady recently came on in the last three or four years. So um, that's the professional side, just personally. I'm uh, married, I have four kids, and uh, I am a real homebody. I don't like leaving my house, so the, the pandemic's been wonderful for me because I like it inside my house. So there you go. So, how many people were in your family growing up? Uh, I have my both my parents were still with me. Uh, they uh, live just down the road, about ten minutes away. And I have two brothers as well, two younger brothers. Uh, they're a little bit younger than I am, so they they bugged each other. They got on each other's nerves, but I was a little too old to uh, play with them or hang out with them. So. And what is your family like now? Uh, we're very close. My my brothers are both in relationships, and I have uh, nieces, and uh, my wife has uh, two brothers as well, and so we have a bunch of nieces and nephews over there. So 
We're a very tight family. Uh, my four kids and I and my wife, we hang out a lot. We love family time. And uh, my kids are growing up too fast, and I don't want them to leave soon. My oldest daughter is going to be starting college next fall, so I'm really sad about that. I'm super happy for her, but also I'm very sad that she's going to be going on to other things. And what do you do for fun? Nothing. Next question. I'm just <laughs> uh, I uh, don't see a lot of movies with my uh, kids. Uh, I, I, when there's not a pandemic going on, they're all in sports. I have two basketball players, one hockey player, one soccer player. And so we're always, every weekend, going to see games and practices and stuff like that. So uh, that really keeps us busy uh, a lot of times. The kids driving them here, they're everywhere. So, and then on top of that, going back to my job, there's a lot of uh, station events I have to go to to host and uh, go to school functions like what you guys are doing. Normally in, in non-pandemic times, I would actually be in the classroom talking to you guys. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that soon if everything goes well uh, by this summer, maybe. And where did you live as a kid? What was that like? I lived in a small town. Uh, there wasn't that many people. There wasn't any stores around me. There was no restaurants. So uh, I just had my group of school friends and um, we just made our own fun. And obviously, as you guys can tell, I'll lay by my beard. Um, I didn't have a cell phone or anything like that. We didn't have many TV channels. So it was really all about making your own fun and hanging out with your friends and that sort of thing, so. What, school, uh, what was school like for you um, when you were t younger? <clears throat> well, I was not very good in school, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't do very well in high school. I should have done better, but I, I was smart enough. It just didn't keep my attention. Uh, that was my fault, not the teacher's fault. Uh, so I should have tried a little bit harder. And so I didn't have great marks. But once I went to uh, a radio school for Algonquin College radio program, I got straight A's. It's because I was doing something I was very passionate about. So the minute you guys find your passion in something, you'll do extremely well in that. So. I always tell my kids that, and by the way, my kids, they're not like me at all, they all have straight A's, they're all doing very well, so they're really making me look bad each and every day, but uh, uh, I, I want them to do really well, because in this world now, you need really good marks to succeed, and uh, you've got to try your hardest, and, and make a good resume from high school on whatever jobs you guys might want to have. Uh, what radio school did you go to? I went to Algonquin College for two years. Um, and it was a great program. I made some really good friends there. It was hands-on. Like the first week I was in that program at Algonquin, I like they have a radio station at the college, so I got to actually do a radio show, and I was terrible. I was absolutely awful, but I was doing something I, I loved. So I did a two-year program there, and then I would say probably ten years later, maybe fifteen years later, I uh, went back and started teaching at Algonquin. So I taught there for a few years uh, to radio broadcast students. What I learned, I, I taught them. So that was a pretty cool experience to go back and teach what I what I learned. And what do you remember about grade seven specifically? Are you guys all grade seven? Yeah. All right. Um, I would say what I remember most was, do you guys have portables at your school, like classrooms in behind the school? 
Like affordable? Do you guys have those? Answer the question. Like, okay, so our school was a tiny school, but it grew so fast that there were portables in, in the back of the school. So you'd have to go out in the winter in between classes and go out in the snow and go into these portables. Well, we had about five or six grade seven classes. I was in one of the grade seven classes that didn't have to go outside. I was the only class that didn't, have, so that was bonus for us. But I do remember being in grade seven in the sense of I'm really maturing, I'm really growing up. It didn't feel like grade school anymore. It actually kind of felt like high school. And so I felt like there was more responsibility in my life and more challenges, and I really like that aspect of grade seven. Um, tell us a, a little about being a radio personnel. What is it like? Oh, well, like I said, it's something I've always wanted to do my whole life. It's so fun to get up in the morning. I got to tell you that Rush on the show, he's one of my best friends in life. So we were best friends before we got the show. And Brady and Jenny have also now become my best friends as well. So we are all friends even outside the show. So... Can you guys imagine getting up in the morning? Now, I know it's early. I get up at 4 in the morning. But getting up at 4 in the morning, preparing for the show, going and hanging out with your friends for three hours, goofing off, saying funny things, laughing, playing music. Like, that's a pretty cool job. And then I'm opening my, uh, my PJs by, like, 9.30 in the morning, which is pretty cool. So uh, I have to say it's a pretty fun, rewarding job. Now, there are times where you have to report political news or tragedy or... You know, uh, awful events that happen in our country, around the world. So there is some seriousness to it. Uh, we are a news radio station, so luckily we don't have to do that 24-7. So some of our show can be a little serious, but I would say like 90, 95% of it is just goofy and just trying to make Jenny laugh the whole time. And I feel like we all know that's not very hard. No, it's not. You're right. You guys can all make her laugh. And what does a typical day look like for you? Um, okay, so I uh, get up at 4 in the morning. I sit here in my office at home, and I do about an hour of what I call show prep, preparing for the show. Uh, I usually go to the station around uh, quarter after 5 and do some more preparation there. And then we go live at 6 o'clock. And then we do everything sort of that I put together in that two hours on the show. So... I always go in, let's say I go in with 100 ideas, I probably only use about 8 of them, and I go home with 92 of them, and I get always bummed out every day that I didn't get to use everything, but it's always good, not just in radio, but in any job you guys have, be over-prepared, even for school, I know it sounds annoying, but be over-prepared, because it's always a great feeling to leave something, and you have so much there still to do, rather than going and by eight, we're going, what are we going to talk about now? We have nothing left to talk about. So uh, I, I do all that prep. We do the show. Everything's live. Nothing's scripted at all. Everything's just off the top of our head. I mean, I have an idea of where we're going to go, but everything you guys hear us do is really authentic because the four of us know each other very well. So we know what Rush is going to say, what I'm going to say. We can just vibe it because we've all been friends. And then at 9 o'clock, we usually uh, meet for a little while, maybe talk about what's going to happen on the next day's show, what promotions we might have on the radio station. Uh, I might go and talk at a school. I might go to the Ottawa Food Bank, do some volunteer stuff, something like that. And then I come home in the afternoon, do some more work here, see my kids. And then I usually try and go to bed probably around 
10 o'clock and the alarm goes off at 4 o'clock. So I usually get about six hours sleep at night. Um, so did you do a lot of talking or performing as a kid? And what was that like? How's my uh, picture, by the way? Because I see some sunlight there. Am I okay for you guys? Yes, it's okay. Yeah, you'll be yeah. good. We're just going to use the um, the audio anyway, so okay. so we're not too worried about picture quality. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't shave for you guys. So, <laughs> um, so what was your question again? I'm sorry. Um, did you do a lot of talking or performing as oh, a kid? Yeah. And what was that like? Um, so I'll tell you guys. What, what, what uh, is your school a high school, a grade school, a middle school? What, what is your school? It's it's kind of a mix of all. Exactly. Okay, what grades do you have? Uh, K to 12, or K to 9. K to 9, okay, cool. So when I was uh, in grade 7, you were asking about memory. Um, I really wanted to be on the radio, and I knew my school didn't have any radio station. And some schools down like the states not do, but definitely we didn't have a radio station. So I thought to myself, I want to be the guy who does the end of day announcements over the PA system. So I went to my teachers and I said, can I do this every day? And was, you guys hear the announcements, it's boring stuff like there's a big sale in the lobby and basketball after school. And I thought, I can really bring some light to that. I'm going to do that. So they actually let me do the end of day announcements every day after school. I would do it like I would leave class and then do it at like two fifty. And I knew nobody was listening to me. Everybody ignores those announcements, but I felt great doing that. So it felt like a mini radio station to me. So I did that, and I did a lot of drama stuff too. I did a lot of performance improv stuff at school as well. So I think the balance of both really uh, helped me to where I am today. Thank you. And now I'm going to bring Dallin up to ask her question. Sure. Hi, my name's Dallin, and my question for you is, what was the biggest struggle getting on air? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, for me, the biggest struggle was I was told I didn't have a radio voice. I didn't have a good radio voice. And I always struggled with that because I don't know what a good radio voice sounds like. Now, I don't think I have a good voice at all, but I still didn't understand why anybody wouldn't want to listen to anybody on the radio. If you have good thoughts and you speak well and you're fun and entertaining, I think anybody can be on the radio. I don't think you'd have to have a certain voice. But that really was a struggle for me to hear that right away. But I knew that what I wanted to do just didn't match up with what one of the bosses was telling me. So I, I kept pursuing it and I didn't give up on it. Thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to bring Liam to ask his question. Okay. Hello, my name is Liam. Um, Hi. Uh, my question is, how often are you nervous while recording? Good question. I was, I was so nervous uh, the first uh, couple times I was on the air, or actually probably the first six months I was on the air. I, uh, I said my real name by accident on the air. I stumbled a lot. Um, you name it, I did it. I was really, really nervous because even though you're in a room kind of by yourself talking into a piece of metal, you have to realize you're talking to thousands upon thousands of people. And so when you picture that in your mind, that's overwhelming. So I had to get all those people out of my mind. 
and just picture like I'm just talking to one person across the kitchen table from me and just having that kind of conversation. And once I figured that out, then it all became kind of relaxing. And now I don't really get nervous anymore because I've been doing it for so long. Thank you. Thank you. Um, have there been times that you oh, felt? You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, have there been times where you felt discouraged as a radio host? What made you want to keep going as a radio host? Um, I haven't ever really been discouraged in my career. I did get fired once, but that's because they changed the radio station format. But I wasn't really discouraged because I knew that I was kind of talented enough that I could get another job. And I did like two weeks later, which was great. Uh, the only time I, I get discouraged is, I think, seeing all the technology and, and all the different things that are happening in the world. Now, radio is still surviving. We're doing very well. We still make a lot of money at radio stations. But with the internet, with satellite radio, with podcasts, with you name it, there are so many things now that are trying to take on radio that that's kind of discouraging. But I see the numbers and I see the listeners. I see the feedback, and I know it's still alive and well. So while I'm, I get discouraged about the future, I still know that we're still really strong, and we still have a long way to go before it's the end of this ride, I think, anyway. At least that's what all the ratings and everything else shows. Thank you. Now I'm going to bring Callie to ask her question. Okay. Hi, I'm Callie, and my question is, would you say that you're passionate about your job? And if so, how did you discover your passion? It's a good question. I am very passionate about my job. I, uh, I love what I do, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think with anything, whatever you guys all want to do in your life, if you don't get up in the morning and feel a sense of, oh, I really want to do that, you should probably find something else to do. Because I, I, I'm lucky enough that I wake up every day with a hunger, with a passion, and it hasn't gone away in 30 some years of me doing this. So um, I think you, you have to find your passion and keep following it. And, and if it ever loses interest for you, then find something else that, that you can do on the side or figure out what it is, but always follow your passion. And lucky enough, I found mine early on. Thank I you. I answered your whole question to that. Uh, yep. Okay. Um, can you tell us about an experience where you were unsure, but you chose to participate anyway and gave your best effort? Sorry, can you repeat that again for me? Can you tell us about an experience where you were unsure, but you chose to participate anyway and you gave your best effort? Okay, you guys want me to tell you a fun story? Yes. Am I on the big screen too? Like yes. In the classroom? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so this is a fun story. How many of you guys, show of hands, I can see a bunch of you there. How many of you guys read Harry Potter? Anybody Anybody a Harry Potter fan? Okay, you'll like this story. Here we go. So the last Harry Potter book was coming out, I want to say it was 10 years ago, maybe it was 15 years ago. And you guys know how secretive all that stuff is when a new book is coming out on the Friday. Uh, pages can't leak, books can't get sold, anything like that. No spoilers, no spoilers. This was in there. A time where nobody could spoil things on the internet. It was just you had to buy a copy of Harry Potter to read how it all ended. So what I went on the air one day, on the Monday, I went on, and the book was going to be released on Friday. 
And I went on the air on Monday and said, hey guys, guess what? I got a copy of the new Harry Potter book, and I'm going to read the last page live on the air. <laughs> That's all I said. And the phone lines blew up, and people were so angry, so mad. Don't you dare, don't you dare do that. Like, I will stop listening to your station. Don't you dare read the last page of the Harry Potter book on the air. I'm like, well, I've got to do it. I'm sorry, we've got to do it. And it's just the kind of show we are. We, we want to do that to, uh, to get some attention. So I leave the studio at 9 o'clock, and I, I say to Rush, I don't have a copy of this book. I have no idea. What, what am I going to do? I promised I'm going to do this on Friday. So it's funny enough, somebody uh, who worked at a uh, drugstore in town said, oh my God, Mahler, we've got an advanced copy of the book. I can give it to you. And I said, well, let me pay for it. I wasn't supposed to, you weren't allowed selling it all, but I said, let me buy the book from you and I'll keep it under wraps and I'll, okay. So he gave me a copy of the book. Then my boss came into our office and said, Mahler, you can't read the last page. This is all a true story. You can't read the last page of the book. If you do, the publishing company will sue us. They'll sue you and they'll sue the radio station. J.K. Rowling, the author of Harry Potter, got in touch with the publishing house saying, if this guy reads the last page, we're going to sue him into the next century. So my boss said, you can't do this. I said, but I said on the air I would. But I still had no idea what I was going to do. Because if I read this last page on the air, I was going to get sued. So this is a true story. Friday morning comes along. We drop all the blinds in the studio because there's actually TV camera crews outside the studio windows trying to get a picture or a video of me holding the book that I'm not supposed to have yet. So they're, they're looking through the blinds, they're trying to get to shots, they can't do it. So we drop the blind. So I said to my coach, I said, okay guys, I'm writing out to read the last page of the Harry Potter book for you guys writing. And the girls on the show are like, don't do it, don't do it, we're going to get so much trouble. We're bringing people on the phone, they're going, oh my god, Dollar, if you do this, I'll never listen to your show again. So I opened the last page of the book. I open it, and I stayed quiet for about... 45 seconds. And if you guys listen to the radio, you know hearing dead silence for 45 seconds is crazy. Like you think the station's off the air. But you can hear me and I'm sort of ruffling the, the, the pages a little bit. And then I close the book. And Jenny says to me, Well, I think you're going to read the last page on the air. And I said, Well, I did. I, just, I didn't say I was going to read it out loud. Thank you. That was a really good story. <laughs> now I'm going to bring Nixon to ask her question. Okay, perfect. Hi, I'm Nixon. And have you ever had to say something that you never wanted to say or you didn't agree with? It's a great question. It's a really good, you know what? All these years I've been doing this, Nixon, I've never been asked that question before. Uh, the answer is no. I, I've never been... Uh, giving something, they give me complete control of everything I say. So 
If they said, oh, can you say this? And I said, I wasn't comfortable with it. Then they would make me do that. So I, I respect the line where, because if I have to say something that I'm not comfortable with, I'm the one that everybody's going to hear. They're not going to hear my bosses say anything. They're going to hear me. So I'm going to be responsible for that. So they've always, always been very good to believe me when I say, I don't want to say that, or that's not a good idea, or maybe we should say this instead. Uh, luckily, my bosses are always open to uh, hearing those ideas. That's a great question. Thank you. Thank you. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert, and do you consider yourself an expert? Failure has to, or what do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you? Uh, well, I think I still fail every day. Like, there's something I, I didn't do as well as I could have. And you guys know this is from school, and maybe you're on the sports teams and stuff like that. You have to fail to succeed. Because if you only ever succeeded, that wouldn't feel good because you wouldn't know the feeling of succeeding if you're always on that high. So I think failure is a good thing. I mean, you don't want to fail all the time, but I think it really teaches you how to improve upon yourself and gives you lessons on what to do better <coughs> next time. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure I've heard it back on the shows we did this morning. I failed on a few things. Maybe I didn't talk about the, the right way when we were on a certain topic. But, you know, you, you get through it, and then you try, probably try and do a better job tomorrow, and that's okay. Do, do all of you together pick the topics that you will be talking about? Uh, that's a good question. We get that one a lot, for sure. Uh, when I tell you that I prep for the show in the morning, uh, I, I do all that stuff. They have no idea. They don't have a clue what we're going to talk about in three hours. And most shows, 95% of shows that you listen to out there, not us, but any other shows, they do rehearse, they do talk about that stuff. Luckily, we have such a uh, great um, uh, so we're chemistry with each other that we know what to work So I know that if I throw a topic at Rush, I know how Rush is going to react. I know how Brady's going to say something. I know what Jenny will contribute. So it just works for us. We're a special show like that. I've been to... A morning show conference and trust me we are one of the few shows that the one person knows their, that everything that's going on and the other people don't know and that that's pretty rare so it works for us so would you guys also collectively pick the songs that you would 
try to sing along to, or would that just be you too? You mean the, the music we play on the show, you mean? Um, more like what you did earlier today when you were trying to finish the lyrics. Oh, okay, not that game, uh, Brady's Game of Pain, is that what you're talking about? Uh, that, so games like that, like that one specifically, Brady picks the songs and everything like that, we have no idea because once again, everything you guys are hearing on air, we want you guys to be just as surprised as we are. So we have no knowledge of anything he's going to make us do. He makes us look silly every week and we love it. So it's fun. Thank you. And tell us about someone who you looked up to when you were younger. Oh, man. I, uh, I used to probably be your guys' age and I would just, my parents would make me go to bed, but I would just sit there and listen to the radio under my pillow and blanket as late as I could because I loved hearing the DJs talk. And nowadays it's not the same because I think a lot of evenings and overnight radio, it's just music and there's not a guy actually talking anymore. But that's what I used to just listen for. Is I didn't even care so much about the music. I just cared about what the guy was going to say in between the music. So for me, that, that was uh, what I looked forward to most when I was a teenager. At, at your age, for sure. I know I can eat because I know most people just want to hear music. I would say that even on road trips, if you're taking a road trip, everybody wants to turn up the radio. I, when somebody, when the DJ would talk on a road trip, I'd say, "Everybody, shut up! I want to hear this." And so that's what I was looking for. Thank you. Now I'm going to open the mic so anybody who has a question can come and ask it now. Now, Eli first. Um, hi. Everybody, just wait. Okay. Just gonna get everybody settled and lined up. Those that want to. Okay, audience, you ready? Go ahead, Eli. Hi, my name is Eli, and my question is: Um, can you explain why you call the show the Morning Hot Tub? Um. Yeah. Uh, there's no real science behind it. Uh, the first radio station that we worked at with that name, it was called uh, Hot. It was Hot 89.9, and they just like the idea of a name that stuck out. So while a lot of shows are like the wake-up show or something generic like that, they wanted something that stuck in people's minds, and the whole idea of the morning hot tub was really bizarre. So that's why, they, as long as it contains the word hot, that's why. So it's a, it's a dumb name, really, when you think about it, but... That's what we've been for 20 years, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Carter. Um, you're expecting some guests this weekend in Ottawa. How would a radio station like yours handle responding to a situation like that? Are you guys talking about the property? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you listen to the show, uh, Jenny Hot Flash. Jenny does um, uh, local live up-to-date uh, news in our city. Uh, I think when, when you guys listen to our show, there's another news person uh, in your area. So every show, that every station that we're on in the country has a local news person doing news for us. And so our news person is Jenny in Ottawa. And so she just tells us what's going on with the latest situation with that. That's a tough one because... Um, I don't know how much you guys are all following it, but it's a very political issue, this whole rally, right? And so we try not to want to take a side with anything like that because half of our listeners love what they're doing, half of our listeners hate what they're doing, 
And we want everybody just to listen to us and laugh and have fun so we don't get too serious. We'll inform people of what's going on, keep it to the news package, and everything else outside of that is just us having fun. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Liam, and uh, what is your favorite genre of music, and who is your favorite band? Oh, good choice, good question. Um, I, I kind of like uh, everything, like, I, if you look at my playlist, I have everything. My daughter sends me music all the time to listen to, but right now, uh, my favorite band, like, you want my favorite band of all time, or right now? Of all time. Of all time, it's a band, band before your time, your teacher might remember them. They're called Crowded House. They still have yes. music today. <laughs> They're very good. They're my favorite band of all time. And my favorite band is a band called Gang of Youth. I love them to pieces, and I hope I go get to see them in Montreal one day if the concert happens. I would love to see that. But I do, I love everything from Frank Sinatra to, to rap, to rock, to country. I listen to everything, trust me. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Julia. Um, who is your favorite comedian? Stand-up comedian? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess I love uh, a couple. I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr is very edgy. I think he's very funny. I like Ricky Gervais. See, all these people that I'm going to mention are probably out of your uh, demographic, but I like Ricky Gervais. I like Larry David, the guy who created Seinfeld. He's very funny. And I like, um, oh, he's, uh, oh, there's one more. It'll come to me. If I think it, I'll, I'll blurt it out. But I definitely like Bill. Oh, and I like Jim Gaffigan. He's, he's very funny. He's clean. He's a good comedian. So I, I like all of them. They're all pretty solid. And I like then I have to be in Go ahead. And did any comedians influence you as a kid? Uh, no, it, it was just more radio people that uh, influenced me. Uh, I just always was inspired by radio people. I thought it was a wonderful thing. Some of those people were really funny. They were comedians, but they were really funny. So that's who inspired me growing up, for sure. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hi, my name's Dallin, and we are a technology-based classroom. How has technology affected your job? Uh, it's a great question. When I started, uh, we had um, we played music off CDs, and we would record calls on actual old style tape, like it was called reel to reel. So I mean, everything is now digitized. Everything's on the computer. We just touch the screen to play the songs. We do all our uh, editing for calls or interviews. Everything's just chopped together on the computer now. So it's really all just now. On the screen in front of me, whereas before it would be a, like I could broadcast from home right now on the screen, and that's all I would need. Before I have to be in a studio and have probably ten different uh, machines working for me. So yeah, that's that's where I where I was and where I am today. So I still am not great with all the editing stuff, but uh, I'm learning slowly, like everybody else. So it's definitely easier that now than it was when it first started. It's easy, it's easy. It's more mobile. Like you can, I can literally broadcast from anywhere in the world now off my iPhone. Whereas before, I would have to have a huge setup. I could actually broadcast from my iPhone, 
halfway across the world and the sound quality and, and the quality of everything would be amazing. Thank you for answering my question. Thank you for the question. Hi, my name is Addison, and you know how in the mornings you guys all, always do like different games? What's your favorite game to play? Well, I, I, I like all of them, but I, I really like, still I like Crush Rush. I love what people call any Crush Rush. Yeah. It gives me such joy. And he only loses about three or four times a month. So I really, I really look forward to the days where I know he's going to get crushed. And I know Rush very well. So I know when I ask him the questions, I already know in my mind how many he's going to get right. And I usually know how many of the callers are going to get right. So I I can usually predict before the game even starts how it's going to go. But I think Crush Rush is pretty fun because everybody driving uh, to school or work is playing in their minds thinking, oh, I would have got two for three. I would have got three for three. So I think uh, that's that's the fun, and I know I had people from your city. We've had people from all, across the country call into play. So it's, it's definitely fun to bring a country together to want to crush rush. That's fun. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Esme, and do you ever watch Saturday Night Live to get ideas for bits or things to talk about? Uh, I do watch sure i i still find it amazing my wife and i before the pandemic hit back in 2020 february of 2020 uh we actually went to new york city and we went and toured saturday night live just the two of us we went and got a tour and it was all closed down but the stage the, i would say the stage is probably the size of your classroom it is so tiny and so for me the picture when they have the musical act and the host and doing all these skits, and it's just so tiny, that's amazing to me. So I think when we watch it, because regular people, it's cool to see, but when you actually, if you guys ever take a tour to New York, definitely go take a tour of that studio, it will blow your mind. But I don't get ideas from them, but I certainly uh, like to laugh at them on Saturday. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, my name is Gwen, Hi. and I was wondering how you apply to be a radio host. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I just um, went to Algonquin, and as soon as I got to Algonquin, I started calling all the radio stations in my city and just said, hey, do you need help? Do you need help? I'll do anything. My, one of my first jobs in radio, I actually, the general manager, I actually went and walked the dog, went and got her groceries, and took her car for a car wash. I did all of those things which have nothing to do with being on the radio. But I wanted so badly to be in working in that building, I was willing to do anything. So uh, that's how I applied. And once I got my foot in the door, the rest is history. Now, when Rush and I got the morning show, uh, we were both working at separate radio stations. I was on a rock station. Rush was on a, like a dance station. And our first radio morning show together was on a, an alternative rock station. And we listened to it on New Year's Eve, 1999. And it just gave you, and I turned to Rush and I said, we're going to go do, we're going to go work on that morning show together. We recorded a big show uh, at our kitchen table. We drove over the cassette tape of the big show. We left it in the mailbox for them. They called us two weeks later, and they hired us for the show. So that's how we applied. It was pure, pure stupid luck. So did you choose to be on the morning show? Uh, you know, show they choose you to be on the morning show i mean that is the best spot to be on it's the most it's got the most exposure they put the most advertising behind it so 
you want the morning show, and you got to work your way up usually from evenings to the afternoons to the middays to the morning show. Luckily, Rush and I went from evenings to the morning show because they paid us next to nothing, and we would have done it for free because we were so desperate that we wanted to do a morning show together. Thank you. Okay. Um. In fact, I'll tell you guys before you ask the next question. That new radio station was only going to pay for one morning guy. And Rush and I said to them, we'll take that salary you're going to give the one guy, we'll split it in half so you can have two of us. And they said, okay, great. So we split one person's salary just so we could get in the door. Hi, it's Carter again. Um, we listen to you on Hot on Hot 93.7 out of Wainwright, but you yeah. record out of Ottawa. So would it be live or would it be like pre-recorded? What you guys are hearing is a pre-recorded show. So uh, you guys get... Like, today's show, you're going to get on Monday. So that's the way it works. Now, sometimes we record things that morning and send it out to you guys that morning. So if there's something really topical, like let's say a big star died or something like that, we would we would do it in Ottawa and give it to you guys so you could hear it that morning as well. So we do both. We record stuff and we do stuff in the moment and give it to you guys. But I, I mean, Rush, Jenny, Brady, and I really want to come visit you guys. We want to actually go to the state, and unfortunately with the pandemic, we haven't been able to travel, but we want to go to all these cities where we broadcast because we want to meet all the people that listen to our show. I think that's cool to do. I would love to meet you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hi, it's Eli again, and um, my question is, what was your favorite radio station to listen to when you were younger? Oh, uh, well, this won't mean anything to you, Eli, but I, uh, there's a, a couple of in Ottawa that I listen to that are no longer on the air or no longer the format I listen to. So CFRA was Energy 1200. It was uh, 101.1. There was a bunch of different radio stations. It didn't matter what I was really listening to. It was more of, I just, I kept tuning into different stations to hear different DJs, to hear different music. I just wanted the philosophy and all the sound radio to fill my head. So I listened to everything I could get my hands on. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I have one more question for you. And uh, yeah. how do you guys choose what music you play? Um, you know what? Honestly, uh, it's, uh, it's out of our control. We have a music director at the radio station, and they do a ton of uh, music research. They look at charts. They look at what's streaming. They look on Spotify. They look on YouTube. They put together all this stuff, and they decide what the best station, uh, what the best songs are to play in the morning from six to nine in the morning. What people mostly want to hear, and so we just play it. So while you guys are listening to the music. We're preparing for the next thing to say. So to be honest with you, I, I only hear the last 30 seconds of every song when I put my headphones on. We don't even really listen to the music. So I couldn't even tell you the music we played this morning. It's just, it's it's not even something we really think about on our show. Other DJs in, in the midday, afternoons, and evenings, they're more invested because they're in there and they're listening to 15 songs that hour and they've got to talk over them and stuff like that. So... Uh, we're, we're kind of removed from the music side of things. Okay. Um, even though you can't control the music, what music would you prefer to play? Uh, well, I, I want to play the music 
that people want to listen to the show to hear. So whatever's popular, I want to play that for you guys as listeners. Uh, if I had my own station, I'd be playing more like, oh, I don't know. Depends. Like I might wake up today in a, a country by mood. I might want country music and stuff. But if you went by my mood, nobody's listening to the radio station. That's why I think the, the other people do that stuff. You don't want to hear my musical choice. So when the music is playing, it is is it playing through the whole station or just into the headphones? Uh, well. It might be on in the hallways, but uh, in our studio, it's just, well, we have quieter uh, speakers, but we just mainly hear it through our headphones. Yeah. Because when we're all talking, we turn the music down so we can, you know, what are we going to do next? Or if they crush rush, we'll, we'll talk and stuff like that. The music is very low. Okay. Thank you for coming, Mahler. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about being a radio personnel. Thank you to my classmates for the questions. And thank you, listeners. Have a great day. Stay tuned for the next episode. We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.